And I'm Michelle. And today we are doing an episode in celebration of Women's Day, which was yesterday, and Women's Month. But to get us started off, I wanted to highlight something very funny that happens very frequently during Women's Month, which is the brands. The brands try to get in on Women's Month by making women-specific advertising, and it's not always that good. Oh, no. <laughs> and so to highlight that, since Michelle is our, our social media and marketing manager, I thought I would make a little game for Michelle, essentially two truths and a lie. So two of these are real things that brands did for Women's Month, and one is a lie, okay? Oh, gosh. All right, here we go, baby. Here we go. Okay, so these are all from, like, 2017 to 2020, all right? Okay. Number one, McDonald's turned their arches upside down to make a W for women. <laughs> like the physical sign. Amazing. Okay. Number two, Reebok made a shoe that says, it's a man's world, but then it's crossed out in red ink. Okay. You know, for women. <laughs> for the women's. Apple made a video about women in Apple, but it was just Steve Jobs talking about them with no actual footage of the women. <laughs> oh, no, man. Okay, part of me is tempted to go with the Apple one, but at the same time, like, Apple, the marketing in Apple is honestly some of the best in the world. So I'm going to guess that they didn't make such a dumb mistake, which makes me feel like it's the McDonald's one. No, this one is which one didn't happen. Oh, which one didn't happen? Oh, 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 oh. So, yeah. oh, oh, okay. JK. So then I think the Apple one didn't happen. You're correct. Apple did not make a video that was just Steve Jobs. <laughs> so McDonald's turned the physical arches on their building upside down. And Reebok did make a shoe that says, it's a man's world, but then it's crossed out with a red line. Honestly, the Reebok one does not surprise me at all. That's the funniest way to highlight women is being like, you know, you make this assumption, but it's actually not true. And I was like, why would I wear that on a shoe? Yeah, on a shoe of all when things. I could simply, when I could simply wear shoes that don't say it's a man's world on them at all. But also, McDonald's going to the physical trouble of turning their M's into W's. That has what? big Sorry. energy from SpongeBob, like when they turn the little M upside down and it's Wumbo. Like, Wumbo. Exact same Wick mood. McDonald's. McDonald's <laughs> for Wick the ladies. <laughs> I'm dead. Stop. Okay, so round two alcohol edition, which is, of course, Michelle's so familiar with alcohol advertising. Oh, God. Okay. So number one, Budweiser remade its old vintage sexist ads, but they still put them side by side to show how progressive they've become. Okay. Smirnoff made a neon pink vodka with a glittery cap, which they marketed for Women's Day. Okay. Uh, but they also sold it for 10% more to highlight the pink tax. Do you know what the pink tax is? Oh, yes. Yes. I'm familiar okay. with her. Brew Dog which is a beer company, released a pink IPA that was sold for less than their normal IPA to highlight the wage gap. Oh, that's so uh, much And it was better. called Beer for Girls. Um, I'm going to say that the first one is didn't happen. The Budweiser? Yeah. Or, mm, no, that actually seems like a super Budweiser move. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to go with the, the, is it the Smirnoff? Smirnoff? Yeah, they didn't make a neon pink vodka with a glittery cap. But it felt like it could have happened, didn't it? I actually thought that that would have been 
true, but that they didn't sell it for 10% more. Oh, I see. I added that one because I thought the wage gap one. There are companies that have done that, though, because Cards Against Humanity made a women's pack that they sold for more money uh, to highlight the pink tax. But then doesn't that like still not help anybody? I think the 10% went to a charity. Okay. Anyway. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So Budweiser did remake their old vintage ads and then put them right next to the actual vintage ads, just showing that now that women have disposable income, we'd like to sell you beer. (laughs) Smirnoff did not make a neon pink vodka, but they totally could have because I don't think they care. And Brewdog did make a pink IPA that was sold for less than their normal IPA to highlight the wage gap. Despite the fact that Brewdog itself had a male-female wage gap as recently as 2017-2018. Oh, man. <laughs> they also got sued over it for discrimination against men because you could only get the discount if you were a woman. It was a rough time. They lost that lawsuit, too. <laughs> Ooh, that just sounds like a rough time all around. All right, you're doing great, though. You are killing this game. I know a thing or two. Showing. <laughs> <laughs> so round three, Okay. KFC changed their logo from Colonel Sanders to Claudia Sanders and called her the 12th secret ingredient to their chicken. I'm dead. (laughs) Johnny Walker, which is a whiskey brand, released Jane Walker, replacing their typical icon with a woman in a top hat. Okay. And Brawny replaced their logo of, I don't know, the Brawny man, with a group of buff women in plaid with the hashtag strength has no gender. Hmm. I'm tempted to say the middle one because I don't even know. The Johnny Walker to Jane Walker? Yeah, because I don't even, I have no, I have no knowledge of that brand anyways. Never heard of this happening. It's a very famous whiskey brand. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, they're so small and insignificant. Okay. Nobody knows. <laughs> it's literally You're only fine. me. Um, it's like I a 200 year old distillery too. Oh, you know, it's fine. Um, you know. Number one though, I feel like I would know this if this was a thing. I'll, I'll go with number two. I'll go with the... The Johnny Walker? Yeah. Uh, this is a trick question. They're all true. <laughs> oh, OMG. <laughs> oh, um, okay. They're all real. KFC did change their logo to Claudia Sanders, uh, calling her the 12 secret ingredient. Apparently, she was the person who, like, mixed and shipped out the spices. Okay. Yeah. And then Johnny Walker released Jane Walker. And you know, Johnny Walker, I actually don't feel that bad about this one because they actually, their company is headed up by a woman and the specific whiskey mix that they made for this batch was made by one of their female brewmasters. Hmm. So I was like, I, I think they accidentally got caught up in the fact that like just switching your logo to a woman feels bad <laughs> in terms of representation. When in reality, that company is actually pretty uh pretty based in equality <laughs> so yeah. it was a shame because they represented it in the poorest way possible and then brawny just replacing theirs with a group of uh of buff women i i vaguely the, do remember with that the hashtag happening. strength has no gender i i feel like i've seen stuff of that so i didn't question that one yeah, that's it's all pretty funny to me though to be like, listen, we believe in equality, which is why for a month we're gonna change our logo. Cause equality. I like this game. <laughs> you did a great job. And this was also very fun because I think what looking at these ads and looking at the way, you know, we talk a little bit on the show about commodification of advocacy. Mm-hmm. And the brands, the brands do such a weird, weird things. <laughs> yeah. The brands are having a weird time. 
I don't know that I, I don't dislike advocacy necessarily, but I rarely feel like it's good. Yeah, when looking at like large scale brands, advocacy is more mm. often a trend than actual advocacy. But good job. Congratulations. Thank on, you. On being able to call out the real versus the fake ads. Thank you. I'm still stuck on the McDonald's because I think if I was driving on the freeway and I saw an upside down golden arches, I would think that I was having a stroke. I would get into a car crash. <laughs> I think the one that truly gets me is the Reebok. Yeah. Also, I don't want text on my shoe. Like, who's who's looking that? Well, especially text that's such a downer to look at. That is such a such a target for scary foot people. <laughs> <laughs> That is exactly Michelle's the opposite of what fear. I want <laughs> as a woman. Scary foot people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> With that note, let's get into announcements. Awesome. So first up on the announcements, we wanted to give a quick shout out to all of the incredible women that we have chatted with over the past year that have been on the podcast and that have joined us for Instagram Live. We just feel so inspired by this list of ladies and we've learned so much from them and we'll we'll make a little stories outline so you can go back and listen to these episodes if you haven't. But a huge, huge shout out to Tracy Cox, Madison Leonard, Ida Nicolosi, Renee Namaka Ombaba, Cynthia Lopez Perez, Tona Brown, Julie Gunn, Delaney Harris and Katie Brown. Zoe Preston, Sophie Horrocks, and Miriam Gordon-Stewart for taking the time to chat with us and, you know, bring so much light and positivity to our audience. We are so lucky to have so many incredible women who have been able to come on and speak with us, and we hope to have a lot more. Oh, yeah. You know, we're not stopping anytime soon, ladies. Yeah, and also a shout out to all of our friends and stuff who have participated in our games on Instagram and all of that other stuff and who have been supporting us. We, we appreciate all of you guys. And speaking of... Uh, Thank you to everyone who came to our Jackbox night this past weekend. We had two of them, actually, and they were so much fun. We had a great time getting to talk to some of you guys and play games. And if you didn't know, we actually have started doing two nights of Jackbox games in order to cater both to our American and Australian audience as well as our European uh, and other audience so that we can catch both times. So if you're interested in doing one of our game nights, but you haven't been able to join us because of times, we have great news. We should be able to catch everybody from here on out. Hooray! <laughs> Such a good time. I know we categorize it into like US and Australia because like that those two time zones at night seem to work for both parties. And then we just kind of have like Europe and beyond. <laughs> Europe and beyond. <laughs> I never know how to classify it because I'm like, our international audience, as if our Australian audience isn't also international. We yeah. See it. <laughs> We're going to keep tweaking those times to try and catch as many of you guys as possible. Yeah. Yeah. We ended up getting so many requests to do stuff at a more international time zone friendly and so we're happy to finally be offering that and just so you guys know whether it be our watch parties or our game nights if you ever are showing up late don't worry like the starting time is just the time it starts the game nights go on for (laughs) i I think both game nights went on for like two and a half hours so you are free to jump in and jump out at any point so don't be scared if you see things have already kind of kicked off Please come and join us, even if it's the opera watch party and you can only catch the second act or you can only stay for the first one. Come hang out with us. We'd love to have you. Speaking of, we've got our opera watch party this Saturday, which is 5 Pacific time, 8 Eastern time. 
And we're going to put our options up on our Instagram for you guys to vote on. But we're also looking at opening up a European time for our opera watch party. We're going to throw a question onto our Instagram about that as well to see what time would work best for y'all. And if you are interested in doing that, please look out for that because we want to open up to everybody, but we also have to make sure people would come. Yeah, exactly. And then our final announcement is that we have totally revamped our Patreon, you guys, and it's lit. Um, So we have cut the prices back on everything because we're just cool like that. And we now offer a $2 tier, a $5 tier, and a $10 tier. If you subscribe to our Patreon, not only are you obviously helping us continue our podcast and um, be able to, you know, pay people who come on, but you also get access to mini-sodes, free digital goods, and exclusive digital goods, early access to content, exclusive access to content, and automatic entry to our IG Live games, giveaways, and so much more to come. Uh, Our Patreon is a lot of fun, so if you guys are have two dollars to spare and want to help you ladies out check out our patreon yay okay so today's episode is basically just hooray for women it's hooray for women (laughs) and also how do you make it as a woman in this industry (laughs) how do you woman to start it off we put some questions on our instagram to ask you guys how you thought you make it and some of the pressures of being a woman in the industry. So just a quick disclaimer, because we're about to get into our poll and like talking about some of these issues. We are going to be talking about some bad experiences with men and we're going to generalize a little bit, but we want to make it clear that like the men who are in our podcast and a lot of the men we've worked with in music are really lovely people. However, a lot of women Pretty much every woman who's been in music has had a bad experience with someone who has made them feel small in a space in an unfair way. And so we're going to generalize that for the sake of humor and the sake of actually talking about some of these issues. But we want you to know that as much as we're about to joke about some things, like we really appreciate the men in our audience. Yeah, you guys are kings. You're you're the unproblematic <laughs> men. So thanks for supporting us and uh, supporting other women around you. We're not talking about you. Yeah, and with that out of the way, let's get into some stats. (laughs) Yes. Um, So on that note, we threw up polls on our Instagram this week. We love hearing your guys' experiences and your opinions. So we wanted to know what you thought about some issues that relate to being a lady in classical music. And we started off by asking you guys, have you ever felt that you were treated differently from your male counterparts? And this was pretty unsurprising. Uh, Our results came in as 94% of people saying yes and 6% of people saying no. And that honestly was higher, a higher majority than I would have expected, but still totally makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it, it sucks. But it's not super unexpected. It's it's definitely higher and more consistent. I really did think we would see a, at least a couple more people who, who didn't feel that way, but not too surprised. That 6%, I would love to join you in your beautiful utopian reality. <laughs> yes. Like, I would love to be there with you. I think the thing about this, too, is when we say this, I think people presume that we mean that you were treated differently from your male counterparts by men. But I've had both men and women teachers show favoritism to men. Mm -hmm. And it's so it's so sneaky because I don't think a lot of people even realize they do it, but they're more likely to put up someone's name if they're a guy for an opportunity or they're more likely to um, invite them to network with people at a dinner. If they're a guy, uh, it's all these they're more likely to do a showcase if they're a guy. And it's it's just unfortunate. Yeah. And some of that has to do with with favoritism. Some of it is kind of more misogynistic. And sometimes it just boils down to I mean, there's like 
one bass for every hundred sopranos. (laughs) Yeah. That's definitely, some of it is just the scarcity of men. Yeah. (laughs) Men, where are you? Yeah. So it's kind of a tricky thing to navigate, but I think that I'm not surprised necessarily that the majority of women have felt that they were treated uh, differently, you know, either positively or negatively from their male counterparts. I think that just kind of is so ingrained in our society that it's largely unavoidable and even like outside of music. I mean, maybe especially outside of music and just everyday life. We also asked you guys, have you ever been pressured to believe that women are meant to compete? And we got 92% (laughs) said, ugh, yes. And 8% said, not really. Once again, I'd love to talk to that 8%. I'd love to know where they were. I'd love to move to where they were. I know. That 8%, like, oh, man. I felt really lucky... This did not apply to the full school, but but in our class at Pepperdine, I felt like I wasn't being forced to compete. Yeah, it's very funny. I didn't feel very competitive pretty much at all in undergrad. I felt more competitive in grad school, and I think that that's a little bit more natural because like, once you get to grad school, everybody's just, like, freaking talented as heck. And so you're like, oh, shoot, like, I really got to step things up. I felt more competitive outside of of classical music and other genres of music, which is funny. But like, I think in life in general, I've definitely been pressured to believe that my chances of success are higher if I compete with other women rather than build them up, which is just an awful, awful perspective to have. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say music wise, the worst feeling is definitely pre-audition when you're just waiting in a waiting room to go and audition for a yap that is the worst competition vibe because i swear there are people who purposefully just start listing their resume in front of you and if you're that person i don't want to talk to you i'm (laughs) so sorry the manipulation that happens before an audition in like the audition in waiting room i'm so sorry if i could only never experience that again it's i there is there are a few more toxic spaces (laughs) And the the hall of some random school as you're waiting to do an audition. But you're definitely right. It does it does come before you even ever get into a music school. Like there's definitely just the idea that like there's only certain amount of spaces available to women and therefore I have to be better than the rest and therefore I can't compliment or offer up or uh, showcase the other women because otherwise I will lose out. And it sucks because what we really want to do is we want to expand those spaces to make it so that there is more space for everyone. But it's it's easier to control people when you make them compete. Yeah. I think there's already a lot more space than we allow ourselves to believe. <laughs> so it's just kind of a weird situation to to be in. But I mean, like, it can be difficult when you're looking at the stats <laughs> of a young artist competition And um, you're one of 50 million Sopranos. It can be really hard to to not feel like you're in constant competition with the women around you. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just rough. And and it's rough because, you know what, there are only so many jobs in certain areas right now. But at the same time, there there are still ways to to be successful and raise up other people around you. Absolutely. And that's what you need to do. I mean, like, it's so funny whenever we have Women's Day or Women's Month, like, we always hear the, like, we're hashtag stronger together. And then, like, you kind of roll your eyes at least, like, a little bit because you're like, oh, my gosh, it's a little cheesy. But it's so true. We're so much stronger together. And, like, 
it's so much safer for us to be together and it's so much more positive when we're all boosting each other up and like there it all ties back to episode one of self-advocacy there's always enough opportunity for everybody it, it may not always feel yeah. that way when you're looking at the stats like i said but there is enough opportunity for everybody so like help your sisters out well yeah and think of it Think of it less as, oh, gosh, there are so many of us competing for so few spots. And think of it more like we are the largest demographic, both consumers and participators and educators in music. We have so much power when we work collectively to change things. So true. Hype, hype, hype. <laughs> flip, flip it around from being like, I have to compete with so many women to I have so many women who will back me up as we try to make this a better industry. Yeah. A different mood. <laughs> whole different mindset 100 percent. but you know what it is difficult because when you break down there's always i think the funny like just generic reality of being what a woman in music but, but yeah i think the worst thing in the world is if you are a soprano let's just break this down by voice part real quick okay if you're a soprano i'm so sorry <laughs> there are so many of us every time they send out those statistics and we're like quadruple the next voice part oh yeah when it's like 10 basses and like 500 sopranos and that's literally not even an exaggeration and you're like yeah awesome <laughs> i feel so unique a single tear for the our soprano <laughs> compatriots but then of course at least sopranos have at least some variety in the roles you'll get to do if you're a mezzo you get to be a witch a mom or sexy but it's mostly carmen uh yes are you are you a young looking mezzo i guess you're a boy yeah man it's it's rough lots of lots of typecasting going on in in mezzo land well you know what except for like some there are some modern composers who have written a lot for mezzos your time is coming we say so truly yes when it comes to contemporary opera there are some sick mezzo roles in in contemporary opera which is why we need to move into new opera yes. uh and then to our our contralto friends we're sorry we'll see you when handel comes back <laughs> yes the population at large just does not believe that you exist <laughs> that's true i hear about countertenors all the time and contraltos don't get nearly as much love and i'm sorry but we love no you. one no one takes on handel like you do and we so appreciate true. it and then for our women who are tenor, baritone, bass, y'all are doing the work. <laughs> Bless. Honestly. Yeah, a special shout out to Lucia Lucas, who just is a freaking badass. Who's living my dream by singing Don Giovanni. <laughs> really my dream life. <laughs> if I could only go but back yeah. and do it all again. <laughs> Point being, it doesn't matter what female voice part you are. You're having a time. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, we really do be having a time. In light of the fact that we're all having a time, we wanted to give a, a little bit of advice to, especially for those of you who are still in school, and this applies across musicians, this isn't just for singers, but when we push self-advocacy, I, I especially feel it for the women who listen to our podcast, because I think it's hard. I think... For a lot of women, we expect like more of a meritocracy in our system to be recognized for the fact that we're good without having to say it. Whereas I feel like the men that were around me in music school just straight up said it. Yep. <sighs> so let me clarify a couple of points. 
We'll call this section self-advocacy and standing your ground against the audacity of men. Yeah. (laughs) So first and foremost, I think there's a misconception that men have better rhythm or sight reading skills than women. And they don't. (laughs) They're really just more confidently wrong. (laughs) That said, you have to be confidently wrong to get better at those skills. You have to be willing to be wrong out loud. And men are so confident that they're not wrong, that they're more willing to be wrong out loud. Yeah. Um, And that's not really a put down to men. It's good to be confidently wrong in that particular aspect. Yep. But don't let that idea that, because I think it's just, it's a weird internalized thing (laughs) that people take on. It's like, I'm not as good at this. No, completely untrue. And you should know that because the fact is, That when you are in the same room with a man doing, you know, at the same level, whether it be undergrad or grad school, you made it to that level with two to four times the competition that they did. You competed with two to four times the amount of people to get that job. Jesse, say it one more time for the people in the back. (laughs) You competed with two to four times the competition. Okay, those, those 10 bases versus, versus the 500 sopranos, just keep that in mind, okay? Those women knew how to dance and act. I mean, the thing is, women tend to come in with, like, m- way more, like, auxiliary skills. Oh, absolutely, because we we're kind of expected to do that. It's almost like a prerequisite. Just to compete. Yeah. Yeah. It's always funny to me. If you go back and listen, this is something I went back to do. If you go and listen to like first year recordings, and Michelle and I both happen to have some of our first year recordings from Pepperdine. Uh, one of the funny things I noticed with like female musicians versus male musicians in their first year, especially singers, women will kind of mumble the words that they're not certain of the pronunciation. Men will <laughs> yell them. Men will yell consonants. Men really are out here just screaming. um but yeah you just gotta you've gotta let yourself be confident confidence in men is treated as a desirable thing and confidence in women is not really treated as nearly as desirable and that doesn't matter you gotta say screw it and you gotta be confident anyway because that's the only way to make it through yeah this is 2021 guys we're not being pushed around anymore okay we're not we're not letting the men slide past us so easily okay And we're not internalizing any of it. Because the other thing about it is, you know, when I I joke about, (laughs) obviously men don't have better sight reading or rhythm skills. But, like, usually nobody says it out loud. It's just something that, like, you sense in a room that people think. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's the weirdest phenomena. It's a vibe. It's a a bad vibe. vibe. It is a bad energy that we do not claim. And you can't live in it. (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Which brings us to our next section. Which is how to advocate for yourself with the audacity of a white man. Uh, and this is inspired by a lot of people I've met in my life. I, I once, when I, I'm going to do a quick aside here to my first bartending job where I used to fill in at a bar for music events um, for like rock and pop and cover bands. It was a good job. Anyway, the boss of that bar reached out to me. It's like this 53-year-old white man. And... Uh, he was asking me if I was free at a certain day, and I thought, obviously, that he was offering me another job, because I just fill in at this place. I was like, oh, great, I'm going to get another day of work while I was looking for more steady jobs. No, no, this man, twice my age, also technically my boss at the time, asks me out on a date. He is 53. He knows how old I am. 
And at that point, I was just like, why have I ever bothered not asking for exactly what I want in this world? Why have I ever bothered not just saying what I think? Because nothing happened to him. I simply stopped working there. (laughs) And I found a good job later. (laughs) It was fine. (laughs) But, like, uh, we, we have to start acting with that kind of confidence. Don't ask out people who are half your age. Don't do that. That's not my point. My point is, though, have the confidence of, of knowing that, like, what other pe- people think of your actions doesn't always matter. F- step one, cold calling. Cold calling makes everyone nervous. It makes it so anxious. We talked about it in our networking episode. But the worst thing anyone can say is no or just ignore your email. Most people don't care. They don't remember the people who cold called them. Cold call. Because you're going to get more good opportunities than you're going to have bad outcomes. Oh, absolutely. And and the sheer confidence with which Connor talked about this, who is Michelle's <laughs> boyfriend, the sheer <laughs> confidence with which he was like, yeah, I just contacted these, uh, you know, professional musicians, got invited to a couple concerts. I hang out with them every once in a while. Yeah. Listen, men and for exist what? to shoot their shot. So why don't we also? Um, but no, I mean, a lot of this stems down to we're kind of like brainwashed as women to believe that we shouldn't speak highly of ourselves and that obviously seeps into networking and cold calls and so many other aspects of just like life outside of music but like i said like we said before okay repeat it one more time you made it to the level you were at with two to four times the competition so brag about yourself okay you've earned it nobody can take it away from you so you shouldn't take it away from you exactly Don't let anyone make you feel inferior when you're literally there at the same level. (laughs) And and approach people. And I mean, especially once you are in grad school, one thing I wish somebody had told me in grad school was that uh, don't be disrespectful to the people in charge, but approach people like they're your equal. Absolutely. That kind of confidence will get you a lot of work. Don't act like, you know, there's nothing wrong with being humble, but don't, you know talk to people always like you're in awe of them or it makes people feel uncomfortable first of all <laughs> if you if you're always in awe of them but you will make more friends and you will make more colleagues by treating people as your equal and asking to be treated as an equal especially when you work with others and i see guys do it all the time <laughs> yeah i mean this also has to do a lot with internal work you you can't always control what other people perceive of you nor should you want to but if you in your mind know or believe that you are their equal, then that's going to totally change the way that you approach things. Totally going to change your level of confidence and how you feel about yourself and your level of proficiency in your craft. But you're just going to carry yourself different. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that one, that one's like, that's a note to me all the time. Because I always think like, oh, you know, I should make sure they know I respect them and everything. Nothing says I respect you by like knowing their worth and yours. Mm-hmm. Another thing I definitely want to mention, uh, which is not like exclusive to either men or women, as a young woman, especially in any field, but it seems especially in music, you're going to run into so many people who will not respect your boundaries and just try to bulldoze you any chance they get. And it's definitely a buildable and practicable skill, but setting firm boundaries and not budging on them is honestly just probably one of the most important life skills you could ever learn. You you need to know what your boundaries are and what you're willing to accept and what you're not. And you need to think about those before you get into certain situations because it'll be harder to do it if you haven't. Um, and obviously we're saying boundaries and that's kind of vague. 
Um, but, you know, whether it's physical or just vocal things you won't do or whatever it is, you're allowed to have boundaries and you don't have to sell your soul to make it in this industry. Yeah, not only do you because... not have to, you shouldn't. <laughs> no. And if people I mean, are making you point. believe that you have to, then that's you're, you're being fed some BS. Yeah. You know, we are constantly fed the idea, especially because there are so many women in music that like, oh, you're instantly replaceable. So be it. You do have to walk away from some things and know that it was the right choice because you weren't being respected in that situation. And and as much as it will suck sometimes, you will make the industry and yourself better for it, for having walked away from a situation that you didn't want to be in. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not really in my mind worth having another thing on your resume when you might be signing yourself up for weeks or months or whatever of just like emotional exhaustion and disrespect. It's not worth it. No. So set those boundaries and stick to them. Mm -hmm. Another big one for me, post your recordings and don't apologize for it. This is a really tricky one because I feel like we're all obviously very self um, self-deprecating. You know, it, we're all humble to some degree. And we also just like with recordings, you, none of your recordings are ever going to be your best work. <laughs> Sorry. It's just the reality. But a lot of good work will come from people hearing you sing. And you just, you don't make it any better. Like, I don't want to listen to a video when somebody writes, sorry, I had a cold at the bottom of it. Yeah. Post your work unapologetically. Yeah. Just be like, hey guys, this is what I'm working on. Yeah. Bam. Check it out. Check it out. Like, that's it. Yeah. You can even <laughs> put work in progress. Yeah. Like I don't mind even if you just put work in progress, but don't apologize. Yeah. Don't apologize when you get up to sing for people by being like, oh, I've had I've had a head cold. People know. People yeah. can hear when you're stuffed up. They get it. But I hate hearing apologies. <laughs> yeah, you didn't do anything wrong. You're just a human. So, like, just you, go you're out there alive. and You're alive. <laughs> yeah. It happens. <laughs> um, and then the biggest, biggest, biggest thing. Ask for what you want. Ask for what you want. Really, though. Uh I a lot of people don't get what they want because they don't ask for it. And once again, I think, like I said, that a lot of uh, I know I used to operate under the condition that I thought things were a meritocracy. I thought if I was good enough, I would get the things I want. It doesn't work that way. You have to tell people what you want. You have to communicate those things. And that is, you know, it comes to pay. Like you should know what you want to be paid and what you consider acceptable pay for whatever work you're doing. And you should ask for it. But especially opportunities too. A lot of times people get passed over for opportunities. If someone is coming to do a master class or if um, they're doing a showcase at your school or they're doing something and you want to be a part of it, go up to the person in charge and say, hey, I'd like to be a part of this. Because once again, the worst thing that can happen is they'll say no or maybe I don't think you're ready for this yet. But you're going to get information, and more often than not, you're going to get an opportunity. Ask for what you want. <laughs> Seriously, though, or collaborations. You meet somebody and you think, oh, they're so cool, I want to work with them. Just ask. There, there's a teacher who, who's stopping in. Ask for to do a class with them or ask to work on a specific piece with them. Just ask for the things you want because them saying no isn't really going to affect things, but them saying yes could lead to really great things. Yeah. I mean, like, the answer is not automatically no to the question you've never bothered to ask like there is no answer yeah. until you ask and then you have the opportunity to get an answer so you might as well just ask you might as well just do it you might as well just ask for what you want ask for what you want it's gonna be my new hit single <laughs> welcome to our new hit song ask for what you want um by followed by our stage. other hit single you made it to the same level with two to four times the competition <laughs> 
please check out this mixtape dropping on Patreon. (laughs) Speaking of some women that we really, really admire, if you are looking to create or redesign your website, which can be a super daunting task, we urge you to go and check out our friends over at NR Media. They do some really amazing work and they have done a couple really great website makeovers that you can go and check out on their Instagram, which is at NR Media underscore. Yes, we love the ladies at NR Media. I mean, like if you're asking for a group of boss babes, like look no further. NR Media is an awesome woman-led company that makes the process of designing a website that reflects you as an artist so easy and super fun. From fully custom websites to easy to use templates, NR Media has you covered. So if you're interested in revamping or launching your own professional website, which hello, 2021 is the best time to do that, Send us a DM and we'll personally introduce you to our lovely friends over at NR Media. Don't wait to update your website. Let's do it in 2021. But another really important thing is, as you're advocating for yourself, also advocate for other women. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And we, we touched a little bit um, on this subject already in our poll. But man, oh man, are we just like convinced from such a young age that we as women are meant to compete and it's such a backwards thought it's such a survivalist thought and we just we we can't allow ourselves to go there um we're so much stronger together and like literally what's better than being able to like talk honestly with another woman like they just understand you you know yeah but i think a lot of times because there are so many of us competing for the same jobs you know we really are taught to to look at other women like they're always our competition and that's such a shame and it's an easy way for people to continue putting women in compromising positions by pitting them against each other because together once again there's so many women in the industry that if we together advocate for our goals we are so much stronger than if we look at it as like well if i'm willing to do this and they're not i can get that job yeah it's such an interesting dynamic because i think men pit women against each other I feel like in an often unconscious way but I feel like a lot of the time when women are malicious to one another it's in a very conscious way and they're like yeah meaning to do that and that sucks (laughs) like it's, it's just not like nobody nobody benefits we as women as a whole don't benefit from that yeah and there are a lot of ways like little subtle ways that you can support other women uh, in our industry. And the number one is congratulate people on their new jobs. Don't let jealousy or frustration with your work search get in the way of congratulating the people around you who who have found work. Yeah, it's so hard to get work as a musician. Like, honestly, anytime any musician is employed, it's it warrants a hallelujah. Yeah, we should we we have to cheer each other on. This industry is so exhausting. This industry is just so exhausting that we really have to have each other's backs. Yeah. And going off of that, like, don't be afraid to recommend other women for a job that doesn't suit you. And that seems like, woo, scary. Like, I'm going to give another girl my job as a soprano? Like, I don't think so. But, like, once again, there's opportunity for all, no matter what the stats look like. And, like, you shouldn't be taking work that doesn't suit you or doesn't fit your voice or skill set when, like, you could recommend a friend. Yeah. And that's the thing. The expectation is, of course, that when they find a job that may not suit them, They'll offer up you, and and they do. The friends who I recommend for jobs have recommended me for jobs, have pulled me in on work, 
And I've gotten a lot more work because I'm willing to do those trade-offs than I have <laughs> if I wasn't. Another huge one is if, if someone is in an uncomfortable position with the people they're working with, have their back. That's a really hard place to be. Um, and it doesn't mean that you have to yell at the person who's causing the problem or whatever. It just means that whatever that person needs, whether it's for you to support them and just be a listening ear, or it's for you to be with them when they go to someone higher up to talk about it, or it's for you to back them up about what happened in the situation, or if it's even just to act as a buffer in rehearsals between that person, just have somebody's back. Because when we work in such close quarters and someone is making someone uncomfortable or someone is putting someone in a compromising position, it sucks. It sucks and we don't always know how we're going to handle it. Um, not everyone can afford to just leave a job. You know, as much as we said, like, have your boundaries. Sometimes people need money. So make sure you have the back of the people around you. Um, and don't ignore it to make other people happy. To make other people feel like what they're doing is okay. Oh, yeah. 100%. And once again, like, this is tough because... You know, as a woman, like, you don't want to look bad. If if somebody else is struggling, like, you don't necessarily want to compromise your position or income or status or good favor for someone else. Like, that's not always our first instinct. But it's so important to have other people's back because, like, what a scary situation to be in alone. And I would, ra- I would way rather lose a job and know that, like, I helped another woman when she really needed me than like be working in a gross environment where like women are not okay because like chances are then I in the future will also not be okay and I would hope that somebody else would would have my back in that moment there's a lot of pressure to be cool with things to be the person who is unbothered by certain jokes certain boundaries being pushed there is so much pressure in this industry to do that, and I, I urge you to not give in to it. In 2021, we are not cool with things. <laughs> we are as <laughs> uncool as it gets, friends. <laughs> we are entirely uncool. <laughs> I shan't be cool. We have lost today. our chill. <laughs> this is the year that we lose our chill over it. We do not, we do not sit back on it. Mm-hmm. And, and if it is not going to bother the person... Or it's not going to hurt somebody's job. Because like I said, if there is a person going through something, you need to take their word for it first. Call out bad behavior. Call out people breaking boundaries that there shouldn't be. Call out sexist humor. Call out people who are body shaming people. Um, call out those awful judgments that people make. Don't be afraid oh. to say. And it doesn't have to be like, a you know, you don't have to scream at somebody you're being a misogynist. You can just say, that's really messed up to say. <laughs> That's enough. You can even just give them the good side eye. God, if there's one skill we've all perfected, it's the, you really want to say that right to my face? <laughs> yeah. Like, do you realize what Don't you're say anything. with that just statement? Just give them the side eye and let them mull it over. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's so interesting that you think that's an appropriate thing to say to me. Like, <laughs> just there's there's ways to do it with tact, without with, which doesn't cause a scene <laughs> and doesn't make you look bad. But you do have to call out bad behavior because these people, let's be honest, they got to be put in their place. Okay. Just say, once again, master the eye, master the shady look and go, huh, really? And then don't say a single other thing. <laughs> Just let them stumble their way out of it. Foot and mouth. There is a great, I, was, I sent Michelle, I think, this TikTok, but uh, there was a TikTok the other day that said, like, don't cut yourself into pieces for other people. Stay whole and let them choke on it. <laughs> Uh, and that is truly the energy I am bringing into 2021. 
I love it. Can that be our new our new like catchphrase? <laughs> and we mentioned it in, in there, but catch yourself talking about other women's bodies and dress because for the most part I don't really see men do it as much as I see women do it to each other. Don't don't talk about other people's bodies in general, really. Like it, unless they're you're having a discussion about something and like it is just that kind of discussion, you just don't need to do it. We don't need to keep going around that cycle. Um, and as far as how they dress, you just don't know people's financial situations. So talking about how people dress can be a real a real classist moment, too. Oh, yeah. Check yourself, please. Um, check your privilege. But also, like, if anybody listening to this is a educator or a voice teacher or in a position of power, <laughs> like, I can't stress this enough. Like, especially as a woman, don't talk about other women's bodies. Don't gossip about other women. Don't mock their dress. Don't mock their shoes or the way their hair looks or their makeup. Like, just don't do it because that doesn't make you better in any way. And, like, nobody needs that negativity. Just don't do it. Hi, if your name is I'd like to send you a message. <laughs> Michelle has never forgotten what you've said about her tongue, and I've never forgotten what you've said about my knees. Please stop. <laughs> do not talk about my juicy tongue. For just tongue. 10 cents a day, you two can avoid hurting women. <laughs> um, no. Sorry. Just for 10 cents a day, you can stop giving women issues with their own bodies. That they'll carry with them for the rest of their lives. I think about my knees every time I wear that red dress to audition, and I still look at them and I'm like, they're knees. They look like that. Anyway. <laughs> Finally, we asked you guys to give some advice to our other listeners. We have a lot of longtime industry people in our audience who have written up some really great advice for women who are looking to be in classical music and looking to further their careers in it. So without further ado, we'll share some of those. The first one was work on your self-esteem and have a plan B. And these are both incredibly good pieces of advice. Uh, I was just talking with Michelle today about this, but you don't do anyone any favors by not having confidence in yourself. I know sometimes we feel like, oh, having unjustified confidence is like the worst. It's not. We feel like we have to earn confidence and you don't. Sometimes confidence precedes earning things. <laughs> sometimes confidence is necessary to get to those things. So just, I know it's easier said than done, but like build your self-esteem because the industry will not build it for you. And part of that is also having a plan B. Knowing that you have something to fall back on can be really helpful and take off a lot of stress. And we talk all the time about having your side gigs and the skills that you work on outside of music that also go into music can make your life a lot easier. And when you have something, when you have these hard skills that work in other markets, it is just, you'll be able to breathe easier. Oh, totally. I think the the value of, of having a plan B is so good and so positive. I don't view it as a negative thing at all. I think sometimes when we think about like, oh, I have a plan B, like you're thinking that like I wasn't good enough to do music. So now I have to hate the rest of my life and do something that's not music. But that's not <laughs> that's not it at all. Your plan B could be doing music part time and doing something else super cool that you're really passionate about that maybe offers you a little bit more stability as the other half. Like to me, plan B's are super positive. And also like when you just look at the scope of life, it's so hard to do one thing for like your entire life. So having a plan B and choosing to do a plan B like is also super valid and a great option too. So we love having a plan B. Another person wrote in and said the fight to get in and stay in is difficult. So just like know that going into the industry. And that's also really good advice. 
we're not here to like totally sugarcoat everything. It is a it is a hard fight to get in and stay in. I think that's 100% correct, but it's super worth it and you're going to have a ton of fun along the way. But it's a good thing. I I wish somebody had maybe like told that to me more when I was an undergrad so that I could have at least been more prepared and less discouraged when I really hit roadblocks going through school and post school. One of the best pieces of advice I was given by a teacher who wasn't in music at all was what got you here won't keep you here. True. Ooh. And that that really defined a lot of things for me. But I think especially in music, that's true. The thing that gets you to your undergrad level, to your grad school level, to your young artist level won't necessarily keep you there because everyone's done those things. And that's a that's an important thing to know because it's hard. It's hard to keep up with that, but it's important that you know it moving forward. And I agree. I wish more people talked about it in that light. So, so um, another really great piece of advice somebody said was know your value and know your limits. We talked a little bit about this in the episode, but knowing your value and knowing your limits, especially before you step into negotiation situations, super, super important because it's so easy to, especially when you're in a field where there are a lot of people that it feels like are just like you to feel like you're not valuable, you're replaceable. And that's kind of drilled into us in that competition sense. But Knowing your value and standing up for yourself raises your value. And knowing what your limits are will help you a lot because, like I said, we are all pushed to to not have limits on what we're willing to do in order to stay in. And when we give in to those kind of demands, we make it worse for everybody. You're allowed to have limits. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, you are completely entitled to your own boundaries. And you don't need to offer up an explanation on why you have certain boundaries. Like, I think that's something that we're all kind of working towards as a society, but kind of tangentially related. But there's that one TikTok that's been going around and I live for it because this is definitely my experience <laughs> as a as a woman of like, Jesse, what's the song? It's the it's the one that's like, um, that girl is so dangerous, <laughs> dangerous. But it's, yes. it's like women doing... Uh, things, things like fixing their emails or like asserting themselves like a man <laughs> yeah but it's always like the the confident look but then they lift a mug and it's shaking and they're like shaking like so nervous like I think that's so funny but like you you just you gotta fake it till you make it sometimes you know like you gotta you gotta fake it till you make it like you gotta stand up for yourself when you have a boundary even if you're scared, no, nobody else's reason for breaking your your boundary is like reasonable. Just stand your ground. Also, most of the time, people are actually pretty willing to compromise on stuff. I I had a job just recently where I was asked um, to do something that I wasn't comfortable with. It's a it wasn't in music, but it's in a related field. And I was like, I won't do that. And they were like, Oh, that's fine. <laughs> and I was so anxious about it. And it was like, Oh, okay. Well, then we'll do something else. <laughs> I swear we build it up in our mind. We we really do. Another really great piece of advice is to choose to surround yourself with people who believe in you. It's hard, but a thousand percent worth it. And I can't agree with this one enough. One hundred percent. And that totally goes off of our other submission that said collect women mentors in the industry and ask them everything. And yes, I think you should for sure have your core group that really believe in you and then it's also sometimes nice to have like a core group of women in the industry that you're close to and can tell you things like it is and give you like real world 
like advice and experience and like like this person said just ask them everything also if you're afraid of being a mentor let me just say having now been kind of in the mentorship-esque position because of the podcast i have learned more and solidified what i feel and think about my industry and what i feel about practice sessions and all this other stuff so much knowledge has come to me by trying to create a, a kind of mentorship here so if you're not sure about it, trust me when I say just go for it because you'll learn a lot too. <laughs> 100%. Uh, another incredible piece of advice, trust yourself. Have your own journey and don't have others tell you where you should be. This industry's weird and the path is not straight and easy or even makes sense half the time. But trust yourself and trust the next steps that you want to take and trust yourself if you decide to go on your own path. And on that note, apply for the job. <laughs> this is another good piece of advice. Take the risk and be your own champion, which there's another piece of advice that actually ties into this, which is apply for positions when you don't meet all the requirements. Yeah, the this person says women are less likely to apply for things unless they meet 100% of the requirements. I'm definitely one of those people who I'm like, I don't fit all the requirements. I, I can't do this. Apply for the job. They don't even expect most people to have all of the requirements. Just apply for the job. Yeah. when you Just when go you... for it. When you apply, like, you still have time to learn how to do it. Oh, and they're so willing to train you in most things. Also, like, people who, like, blatantly are not are not eligible will, will apply anyways. So you might as well when you are, like, mostly, like, when you meet, like, 90% of the requirements. Like, you know some random man has, like, meets... 40% of the requirements <laughs> and is going to walk in there like he owns the place. So, like, honey... <laughs> apply for the job yeah uh the worst thing once again they can do is say like no <laughs> and at that point nothing happens so apply for the job go for it because most stuff you can be trained to do anyway so especially if you're looking for those outside careers and maybe you have some of the skills but not all of them trust me and also let me just say you're a musician you're a performing artist your people skills are probably better than most people's and i will say that i think musicians are way more persuasive than they think they are because we have learned to charm people because it's our job. Exactly. <laughs> Go and work it. And the final tidbit of advice that you guys sent us in is um, affirm for yourself that there is room for everybody, including you. Community, not competition. And I'm just going to give that a big amen. Yes. Yeah. There's space for all of us. There really is space for all of us. And it's been really exciting to see so many different organizations pop up. I mean, obviously, you guys know that we're big, big fans of the work over at Black Women in Opera, a Latina Women in Opera, and the work over at ISBM. I love these communities. I love these communities of women. Like, we just, that's what we need. And obviously, like, it's freaking popping in our own Discord, so don't forget to join that as well. But, like, we love to see people just coming together, having a good time, being honest about their experiences, bouncing off ideas, you know, not gatekeeping industry secrets. That's the kind of queen behavior we love to see. So we know we hit some tough spots in this episode and we hit some fun things and silly things. But just know that, like, if you are a woman in this industry... Like, we are here cheering you on. It is not easy, but the fact that you are trying and working and going for it all says a lot about you that matters a lot more than just being able to make it. So we're proud of you. We're so freaking proud of you. And happy International Women's Day <laughs> and happy Women's Month. Don't forget to celebrate yourself and all the little victories you've had this year because they really do matter. You know, and if you're looking for people to talk with and 
you know, <laughs> commiserate with, hop in our Discord. We love to talk to people there. You can get there through our Instagram bio. Uh, our Instagram is at Opera Offstage. You can also always contact us through Facebook and Twitter. Those are also at Opera Offstage or our website, which is opera-offstage.com. Um, we love to hear from you guys. We love getting these write-in episodes and these piece of it, pieces of advice. And it's it's been a really exciting year because I totally forgot to mention that this is technically our one-year episode. <laughs> what oh my gosh it this is. is our 52nd episode <gasps> oh my <laughs> us just being like wait that's so exciting happy one year jesse happy one year oh but God. yeah it's been an incredible one year <laughs> working with one of my favorite women <laughs> hooray but uh yeah it's been an exciting year and i'm hoping for another really exciting year of of watching everyone really transformed this industry so happy one year to us happy day to every woman (laughs) (laughs) and we will see you guys next week bye bye